Did you have another nightmare? It wasn't real. It wasn't real. Not a nightmare. I shook my head, scrubbing the back of my hand against my eyes. It was a good dream. My voice broke again. Then why are you crying? He asked, bewildered. Because I woke up, I wailed, wrapping my arms around his neck in a chokehold and sobbing into his throat. He laughed once at my logic, but the sound was tense with concern. Everything's all right, Bella. Take deep breaths. It was so real, I cried. I wanted it to be real. Tell me about it, he urged. Maybe that will help. We were on the beach. I trailed off, pulling back to look with tear-filled eyes at his anxious angel's face, dim in the darkness. I stared at him broodingly as the unreasonable grief began to ebb. And? He prompted. I blinked the rest of the tears out of my eyes, torn. Oh, Edward. Tell me, Bella. He pleaded, eyes wild with worry at the pain in his voice. But I couldn't. Instead, I clutched my arms around his neck again and locked my mouth with his feverishly. It wasn't desire at all. It was need, acute to the point of pain. His response was instant, but quickly followed by a rebuff. He struggled with me as gently as he could in his surprise, holding me away, grasping my shoulders. No, Bella. He insisted, looking at me as if I was worried I'd lost my mind. My arms dropped, defeated the bizarre tears spilling in a fresh torrent down my face, a new sob rising in my throat. He was right. I must be crazy. He stared at me with confused, anguished eyes. I'm sorry, I mumbled. But he pulled me to him then, hugging me tightly to his marble chest. I can't, Bella. I can't. His moan was agonized. Please. I said, my plea muffled against his skin. Please, Edward. I couldn't tell if he was moved by the tears trembling in my voice, or if he was unprepared to deal with the suddenness of my attack, or if his need was simply as unbearable in that moment as my own. But whatever the reason, he pulled my lips back to his, surrendering with a groan, and we began where my dream had left off. Yes, Maggie. Wow. Uh, this this guy. <laughs> this has us back in. We it. have been gifted by by Twilight's best three chapters it has ever given us. I knew this would be a crazy episode, but wow, it was really worth the climb to be here at the peak. It was worth uh, Miley Cyrus's the climb to get here. Mm-hmm. This I can almost feel it. This dream I'm dreaming. dreaming that's Bella. That's Bella. This. Um, set of chapters has, has given us so much joy mm-hmm. on this most anxious of days. And it is the, the election day welcome 2020. Welcome to election day 2020, I everyone. I hope you're listening to this uh, day in off. Line. Uh, in line, if you haven't voted yet. And if you haven't and you're waiting in line, I guess listen to this one and then start at the beginning. By the time you get back to this one, you will be about halfway to the front. Yes. And also, um, just uh, get ready to anxiously laugh around strangers about horniness. Yeah. 
This, I think, will just. Di- this was so shocking to read <laughs> that it did distract me from the entire uh, the world. whole world. The whole world. It my world out of time and space. Yeah. <laughs> my world became Isle Esme. Speaking of uh, existing out of time and space, right? We have someone who on the pod I think I once called an angry twink. I think you might have slandered our <laughs> guest with this before. Regardless, uh, Jake is here. Hi, Jake. Uh, hey, is that true? I don't know. Didn't I? <laughs> did it get cut? I might have cut <laughs> from the pod for being too rude. <laughs> now it's cemented. well. It's apparently not cut in this one. So <laughs> hi, angry to be here. Um, Jake joining us from Chicago, Illinois, land of chili dogs. Mm. Is that true? Or I just or just peppers on hot dogs? <laughs> yeah, it's um. Well, we do a new take on the hot dog where the instead of a bun, it is a pepper. Um, and then there is the nice. hot dog. And then, oh, oh, bun. Oh, it's like healthy. the pepper is the bun. It's like a lettuce wrap, but with peppers and a yeah. hot dog. Brought to you by the Pepper Council. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy yeah. them. Yeah. No more bread, pepper only peppers. <laughs> um, Jake, we're, we're, uh, we had you on for book one, right? Is that right? No, um, New Moon. Book two, New Moon. Book two, because there's a Jacob in that book. Yes. He's not yes. in these chapters, but are you glad that you joined us for um, Twilight's horniest chapters, Bella and Edward's honeymoon? Yes. And a uh, quick aside about Jacob. Yeah. Um, I believe last time I was on, I introduced myself as Team Jeff, which at the time was a coupling involving Jacob. And um, Seth, yeah. And I would just like to say... Having followed the show through the last three seasons and seeing what Jacob has become, I would like to um, formally correct the record and mm. say I am no longer supportive of Jacob being with anyone. Did you bring and your forms? What? Did you bring your forms? Official change of party. I did. I did bring my forms. I have three uh, valid IDs, one from each state uh, <laughs> represented by this podcast. <laughs> Perfect. And I'm... Yeah, I'm ready to turn it in. Great. I'm Welcome to team. Team Edward by himself. Oh, full Edward. Or yeah. like you want him to be alone. I want him to be alone because he spends ah. so much of these chapters being pressured by his wife into having sex. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is a lot. Oh, oh, by the way, if you didn't know, this is Edward is a vampire. We read Twilight. My name is Chris. Uh, and my name's Maggie, and I'm back on Team Rosella. It's it's hefty in these. Um, oh, it is hefty. Although Bella says that her voice are like wind is like wind chimes. <laughs> it's a lot. It is going to become a little um, church youth group, but in, yeah. But for now, it's it's fun. Yeah. Uh, what is what do you think Edward and Seth's ship name is? Because they're so buddy buddy, you know. Edward. Or, or is it yeah, Ed, yeah. Ed, <laughs> Ed Ed Ed. E A D T H Ed. Yeah, um, we have so much fun ahead of us. Much like Bella and Edward arriving at Isle Esme, we have fun ahead of us. Yes, <laughs> but we, they have one thing that in mind. One most of all, one thing in mind most of all. We're gonna talk about workout routines and have Porpoises. a pillow biting good time. Oh, uh, bite your pillows and buckle up. <laughs> Can we talk about some stuff that does on Twilight for, you know, two more minutes? Um, I, I, like what, the, the ancient game of Go? What? Go? 
Is it like oh, red light, the, green it's light? It's Knives Out. N- Knives Out, the movie? Yeah, they, they play Go in it. Oh, That's like okay. one of the clues. You know the game where like it's like a it's a grid, and then you have uh, white pebbles and black pebbles, and you try to turn you like peckers? flip the other people's pebbles to your color. Peckers? No, not quite. It's more complicated. Is it like red check. light, green light? It is. It's mm, like red no, light. No, it's green Connect light. Four. It's tic tac toe. Okay, so we okay. This has been a this has been a backdoor pilot for our board game podcast, and I think it's going poorly. So we have to stick to what we know, which is Stephanie Meyer's Twilight. Oof. Jake, what do you think we should do when we're done with Twilight? What book series? Um. Well, first off, I assume you're reading all the Twilights, including does Brie Tanner have a sequel? I I'm no, not sure. we are. Yeah, we've got this book and then two more books, unless Stephanie Meyer releases another. So we're almost mm. at the finish line in a way. Yeah, we're like at one of the finish lines. We're at the end of the original canon. Like a good movie, we'll have several endings. (laughs) Like Clue. Mm, Much in many ways, the knives out of its time. (laughs) (laughs) The knives out of, I assume, 1989? I think it was the 90s. No, I bet it was the 80s. Right in. I know, I love Clue. Well, Miss IMDb, call in. (laughs) There's a lot of rumors going around that we might do Divergent because the movies are so bad. They are. Mm. Sh- Why did we keep watching them? I don't know because they didn't keep making them. Because yeah, they, didn't they like stop funding it? They did. Through? Imagine not getting <laughs> like funding for your YA movie. <laughs> and then Shyland would. Shyland would. would like that. No big At some point she said, guys, I, even if they have. Another one, I'm refusing to come back for that project. <laughs> I'm in a show with Nicole Kidman now. Ever heard mm. of her? So yeah. I'm not going to come back and put on patent leather for you. I don't want to be the one kid who like can do math and draw. And that's <laughs> a thing. That's surprising to the government. <laughs> okay, maybe we should read the <laughs> Is that the plot of Divergent? Basically, yeah. Everyone, okay, here's, here's Divergent. Welcome everyone, to the Divergent pod. Everyone is sorted into four factions. Police, mm. cops. It, they're, they're cops, um, math. Lawyers. Lawyers. And doctors. And, uh, but no, but like, like social workers. But like humanitarian social workers. Social workers. Wait, hold on. Did you guys take one of those tests when you were in Oh, there's school? a fifth That's one. Like- Octavia Spencer. <laughs> okay. So you can either be a cop, a, cop, a doctor, a, a lawyer. A doctor, a lawyer, Octavia. No, it's like a cop. Let's stop saying doctor. It's math and social work and Octavia Spencer. And then Shailene Woodley, when she goes in to take her brain test, they say, oh, you could be a cop or a math or a social worker. And so then she ends up being a cop. And then the other cops pick on her and she becomes what's called divergent, which means she's not in any of the groups. It's a real uh, commentary on how we ask our police force to do um, every job. Mm. You know, they couldn't pick which job, so they said you could be a social worker and a cop. And ultimately, (laughs) Shailene Woodley said, I will take no job. Thank you. (laughs) She ultimately said, um, everyone here is kind of uh, not cool. (laughs) But one guy is hot. Jake, I think we should tell the story about what we were doing four years ago to the day. Yes, I had just convinced Maggie to stop volunteering for the Donald Trump campaign. <laughs> Four years ago. So it was the weekend before Election Day, uh, four years ago, and 
uh, Jake was an actor and I was a playwright in a 24 hour play festival mm. um, yes. for a Bloomington Playwrights Project, which is a play theater that does new plays in Bloomington, Indiana. A play theater. Yeah. <laughs> and we, th- part of the conceit of this playwriting project is that it's also a fundraiser for the theater. Mm, so yeah. you're put on like a team and it's baseball themed. It's, it's very inexplicably baseball themed. Yeah. So we were on a team and then based on how much money we raised, we got to pick our actors and I wanted Jake. So I had to raise money or whatever. And our director. So but for, but before we got Jake on board, it was me, the director and our sponsor were on an email chain. And I was in college and these were full grown, like 40 some odd year old women or older. And uh, every time the sponsor emailed us, she'd say, hi, Maggie and Pam. Great talking. Let's meet up for coffee. Hi, Pam. Great talking. Let's do it again. And every time Pam would say, would say, hi, everyone. My name is Pat. (laughs) (laughs) Blah, blah, blah. Email, email. Signed, Pat. Pat. And it happened over and over until finally I received an email to the whole team that just said nothing else. Just my name is Pat. (laughs) Period. (laughs) Uh, We won best play. Yeah. Mark Zuckerberg. Who played him? <laughs> Jesse Eisenberg. Mark Zuckerberg, in a way, stole both elections that year. Because Jesse Eisenberg watched our play and voted for it. This is a true fact. Congrats. Is, yeah, you're welcome. Um, there were a lot of weird, weird plays. And... Um, but we were distracted, which was the goal. It was the goal, and if only we knew what we know now, we would have <laughs> probably phone banked. <laughs> I do remember throwing up out of the window of your car. Yeah. Uh, so in a way, my body knew. <laughs> <laughs> in the way that Bella knows what's happening in her body in these chapters. Yeah, yeah so we're, do- we're doing the same thing. What happened in the election happened, and I woke up and said, I think this means that what's going to happen in the election is going to happen. This is foreshadowing. (laughs) I was having dreams of exactly what happened that whole week. I wasn't. Dark. Yeah. Welcome to Sparkle Notes. I'm your host. Today, we'll each do a chapter and Are you going to introduce yourself? In a sentence. As the host? And I'm the host. Oh, Stephanie not Myers. Stephanie Myers, the host. Saoirse Ronan's the host. Oh, do we do them out of order? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> In my chapter, Bella and Edward travel to an island and finally do fucking. <laughs> the next chapter of the honeymoon, Bella wakes up covered in bruises from and the fucking feathers and feathers. And Edward's like, let's hold off on this dangerous sex. Uh, In my chapter, they have sex again. And Bella calls Rosalie. But before that, she's (laughs) pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) What an insane way of presenting that. (laughs) Put 
this cake in the oven. But first, <laughs> whip some eggs. <laughs> okay. Um, Look, the highlight of that chapter was Bella calling Rosalie. Definitely, I, mean, I agree. A hundred percent. It's what I feel the series has been working toward. <laughs> as as someone who's now finished reading Carmilla, all vampires should be lesbians. I agree with uh, Carmen Maria Mercado, who said it's funny that anyone invented male vampires at all. <laughs> okay, I got I got look, some eyes from the men in the room. Look, these these two dudes don't know what you're talking about. <sighs> Maggie needs. To take I need a break. some more estrogen in this Twilight podcast. Look, based on the based on the demographic stats that I have, the, our listeners are about eighty nine percent identifying as women. So we're bringing in we're bringing in that dude talk, yeah, from, for the dude yeah. minorities. <laughs> that drive time radio vibe, car talk. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Chris, you change any oil lately? Do you think that's what car talk? Was? <laughs> <laughs> it's canceled. I don't know. Oh, yeah, they said some problematic. Oh, is it stuff. really? No, it's like hashtag canceled. No, not like canceled? one of the hosts died about no. 10, 15 years ago. Oh, so they didn't say. Is it hashtag canceled or just they're dead? It doesn't. It doesn't run anymore because one of the hosts died about. But 10 you years said ago. they said some bad. Yeah, you I know. said it as if like they like the obit was problematic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was doing a bit about, about someone said. But hash- you worried me about car talk, guys. This I hope audience you understand now that I am an, an excellent actor. <laughs> And I prank Maggie all the time <laughs> by doing things like this. Presenting information, that's a fib, but in a realistic manner. Like one excellent fibber, Meryl Streep. Ooh, or, or Nathan for you. Yes, or Nathan Fielder. <laughs> <laughs> the two greatest actors of our time. Mahersha Ali, Nathan Fielder. And Meryl Streep. Um, okay, we'll be right back. Okay. That was supposed to be our recap. <laughs> uh, oh, no. <laughs> Everyone take just a deep meditative breath in and out. And now you've experienced what Edward will never experience underwater. Breathing. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys remember when Bella told us that when Edward is nearby, the dolphins all swim away? They think he's a shark? They think he's a shark. What lore is this? You know, that vampires scare dolphins away. If anything, you know how sharks like shiny things? Yeah. You think he would attract sharks. Maybe that's why the dolphins go What I want to know is, Mm. why did he have to go to the mainland to drink blood? Why couldn't he hunt dolphins? It's mammal blood. They have... Like, all sea creatures have blood. Sure. Mm. Uh, he thinks it's a fish. He just doesn't know what dolphins are. <laughs> he doesn't know. <laughs> yeah. That's but yeah, he does like, know. Uh, lives in a sea. Tomatoes are uh, vegetables, you know. <laughs> he does know that um, about old school uh, musicals. Bella picked out a random DVD and he said, oh, this one's good. I all assume right. it was just like a black and white uh, it was just it was standard. just white Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in these chapters, Bella and Edward go on their honeymoon, as we've discussed, aka Honeymoon. Honeymoon. 
time to finally frick. Um, Jake, in case you're not in the know, the word honeymoon comes from... You mean honeymoon? Honeymoon comes from an old English word, honeymoon, meaning the end of something good. Yeah, it was like oh, not sorry. a happy time. It was like, this is now the start of the end. It's like the beginning of the end. So now we've turned it into honeymoons where it's like the beginning of the end of the rest of your life, you know? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> oh shoot, dude. <laughs> dude. We're back to Twilight, his favorite thing, I guess. Th- so they go um to a private island that Edward's dad bought for his mom. Yeah. For, for well, for his wife. <laughs> Not for mom. his own mom. Uh, and he named it Isle Esme. It's off the coast of Brazil. As far as I can tell, this island is ninety-eight percent one big white bed and two percent beach. And kitchen. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, presumably uh, a tree is somewhere in there. Yeah. That h- clothes can hang off of. One palm that you can mm. put your, you know, wall And we know on. it's due east of Rio. Um, even though Rio, I think, faces south. I did look it up on a map. <laughs> so. But how about, you know, if you were, t- if you guys had like a fancy boyfriend who was taking you on an excursion. And you left from Rio going due east. Would you think, oh, we're probably going all the way to Africa? <laughs> Africa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do think that would be my first thought. Because, you wouldn't think uh, there must be an island between here and Africa. <laughs> because guess no. what? Bella thinks, oh, we're on a boat. Uh, there's nothing between South America until Africa. So <laughs> we can't be going to Africa, but there's no other option. She not she barely finished high school and i think she does need to go to college like she says she does yeah right but is she going to dartmouth this is a question i came in with yes um which is did she get accepted to dartmouth is yes. this just a school she is no they okay. the cullens bribed her into dartmouth this okay, book I, that was going to be my next question because from all i can tell she's not bright no this not, book- i mean i mean it's dartmouth it's not like you know but still <laughs> This book is a real takedown of Dartmouth's academic situation. Well, uh, Edward just photoshopped Bella's face onto some rowing pictures and mm. said she's an excellent rower. And they got her onto the Dartmouth rowing team. Yep. And mm. um, that's how she's going to get in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then her roommate invented Facebook. And in uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, the movie adaptation, it will, will be played by Brenda Kristen Song. Stewart. She was in. Um, Social network. Yeah. Um, Kristen Stewart was in Twilight. What's that? That's the podcast that we have. Oh, it's all coming back to me now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so once they get on the island. Well, before, real quick, I think it's so funny that Bella, every time they have a layover, uh, Bella's like, this is the destination. <laughs> they like land in Houston and she goes, Houston? She does. What? <laughs> and Bella Bella has like, never oh, heard no. of a connecting flight in her life. Yeah, she never has. Even though she's like flown to Florida and back, and like surely. Do you guys at some think? Point. Do you think the Colons have access to a private plane? Why wouldn't they? I was thinking this too. They're so rich. Like, why could they not charter a direct flight? They were they able to, to have so much money. They got Edward off of a plane straight onto a James Bond speedboat and sped off in the middle of the night off of out of Rio. I think they can get a more private plane. They have so so much money. Why wouldn't they have bought a private plane by now? They have to fly so much. Yeah. All the time. Anyway, once they get to the island, yes. 
they immediately are ready for fucking. Edward, well, pretty, before that, yeah. Edward carries Bella from the boat, I think, up several hills yeah. <laughs> to, the, to the house. In which he says, I'm nothing if not thorough. Thorough is not the word I associate with Edward Cullen. You're not like, oh, sparkly vampire thorough. Now after reading, though, I kind of do think he's thorough. He always he has a plan. The boat? Yeah. He always, um, in a way that if he was a few ticks more um, spooky, mm-hmm. it would be really creepy that he always has plans for Bella. Yeah. But Bella honestly mm-hmm. kind of needs it. Yeah. So it's like kind of okay. Otherwise, it's very manipulative. Yeah. This was sort of, I, I can't say peak because I've only read three other chapters in the saga, but uh I will say peak like Bella as a passive character because these I read these three chapters in isolation and it did feel like that entire genre of like turn of the century literature about like women trapped in their husband's homes and just like ripping (laughs) off the yellow wallpaper. (laughs) Well, she wanted to rip Edward's yellow wallpaper, also known as his undies, because the entire time she was there, she was kind of just like, well. I guess now we could maybe, I don't know, lay next to each other and watch a movie and I don't know what happens next. <laughs> um, so let's let's get to the meat. Stop edging here and get to the Get to Edward's that. meat. The yeah. ice cold meat. Yeah. So she they get to the hotel house island, and Edward's like, I'm gonna go skinny dip while you shower and shave your legs and do a hundred things for an hour Bold and a half. opening move for Edward, chaste, very like prim and proper man. The moment he gets married, he goes, all right, toots, I'm going to be bare ass naked in the woods. <laughs> Better go find me so he can. And he's break. like perfectly still standing in the ocean the whole <laughs> yes, time. Just looking at the moon. Like he's Dr. Just, Manhattan. Like, like Dr. Manhattan was the exact <laughs> image I had too. He's so nervous. I really feel for Edward in these <laughs> chapters more than I wish that I did. Wait, you you read him standing and looking at the moon as nerves? Yeah, he's such a sad He's boy. like, I don't know what to do with my body, so I'm going to stand in the water naked with my palms resting on the surface of the water just to feel it move. And, and just I wait. meditate and try to be as calm as possible. What did you read into it, Jake? <laughs> I just read it as Dr. Manhattan. Then <laughs> she would come out there and you'd be like, you need to see this for later. I don't know why. Dr. Manhattan is in the new Watchmen is also a soft, sad boy. He's nervous. Yeah. Too. Yeah. So anyway, then um, they just jump like right in. Yeah, they kind of go right. Stephanie to- doesn't. No. But Stephanie jumped. Cuts to <laughs> Yes, they truly faded to black. Once the three of us were in a role-playing game that has, like, sex in it, and Jake said, um, whenever that comes up, I'd like to say fade to black. And Stephanie does the same choice. Well, yeah, okay. So this was because the role-playing game was, like, Riverdale. We were playing Riverdale. And sort of. So Basically. in theory, all the sex was happening between teens. Well, magical, fictional teens. Yeah, still teens. <laughs> um, I think thinking they're magical is how people get into trouble in the first place. So, 
Okay, we can't get guests on. They talk about controversial. <laughs> yeah, last things. time, last time we had a gay guest, it was Amy talking about baby fucking. <laughs> yes, I forgot about that. Something about this podcast unlocks something in our guests. I don't know. What is it? Um, but I Stephanie, mean, these wait, chapters. But Maggie talked about the baby. Like that wasn't a guest. That was Maggie. Well, Amy said brother fucking a lot. <laughs> Amy said, yeah, maybe we should fuck our brothers. Quote, put that on the Instagram. Yeah, but she said that so many times before. <laughs> <laughs> Often a non sequitur and to a delivery man. So. <laughs> uh, I am really proud of the personal growth of Stephanie Meyer for finally writing the word sex down into her book. She also later in the chapter writes PMS. As if Edward and Bella have been talking about periods the whole time. There's a weird retconning happening where she's trying to make it seem like they've had real adult conversations like a married couple would. Yeah, but we haven't. To, they're trying to make it seem like, oh, they know each other intimately. But as far as we know, they don't. Because we see every, com- Jake, we see every conversation of every day of Bella's life. And let me tell you, these two, they mostly just say they love each other and will die for each other enough that they believe it. And so when Edward is like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. It's not all PMS about her pregnancy later, which we'll get to. I was like, what? It, there's two options. Either- I can't believe Edward <laughs> even said PMS. Yeah. I'm not shocked. I'm a bit shocked he knows what it is. It's either they've had conversations about Bella's period and how it affects her emotions before. We just haven't seen it. Possible. Or Edward is saying something a little sexist. <laughs> And being like, you're just being a woman who's having a lot of emotions this time of the month. Hey, huh? No, he's saying it's not. He's saying you can't pass it off as that. You're throwing up all the time. Yeah. So who knows? Who knows what he's talking about? Who knows? I um, want to talk about the pillows. Sure. <laughs> please, please do. They're please all talk about the motif of feathers while you're at it. So all the pillows are torn open. Bella's covered in feathers. And she notices that before she even notices bruises. And she's like, what happened to the pillows? And Edward's like, I bit them. And she's like, why? (laughs) You know, as you do in the heat of the moment, you go, and you uh, bite open a pillow. I cracked up. Do you think Edward was so horny? He's like, I gotta bite something. I'm a vampire. And he just bit a pillow. Yeah. What position would they have been in for that to be possible, though? I think missionary him on top. Hmm. And he just like leaned down to kiss her neck. And then he was like, oh, I really want to bite it. And instead he put the pillow next to it. Like a dog. Like a dog. Or like in a cartoon where you wake up and the person's eating a pillow. Because they had a dream about eating a chicken wing. Mm. And the pillow soaked through its spit. It is cartoonish sex. Yeah. The not cartoonish part is when Bella wakes up. It is like when the Tasmanian devil turns into a tornado. (laughs) That's what happened to their bedroom. So much so that they request a cleaning crew to come and fix it. Do you think Stephanie knew what she was writing was funny? It's so funny. It's so funny. This happened earlier in book one where we had an argument about does Stephanie know that she's being funny? Yeah. Sometimes. That was about them packing the clothes super fast. And this has a similar chaotic energy. It's like. Oh, and also just the fact that Alice knows everything that is going to happen on this island and has planned for it. And Bella is just unwrapping these clues like an advent calendar. (laughs) She opens up her her suitcase that Alice packed, and there's just like new French lingerie. Yeah. And Bella's like, oh, brother. (laughs) 
Bruises. 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 Bruises, Bruises by chairlift. Bruises. What? Finding Nemo, Bruce the shark. Oh, I <laughs> see. Mm. Bruce. So, so why did we sing bruises? Um, because that's what Bella's covered in. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, but but, sir, teacher, I thought you said she was covered in feathers. Underneath the every feather covers up one bruise. <laughs> As the saying goes, every feather has its bruise. You know, in Goodbye Earl, where she's like long sleeve blouses and makeup to cover her bruise. Bella is its feathers dead. Mm. <laughs> is that because Bella doesn't ever open what she calls her familiar toiletries bag, so she doesn't have access to makeup? Yes, she doesn't have access to makeup. She only has pink clothes and lingerie. I don't think she, I think she has a pair of sweatpants, or she desperately misses her sweatpants, but instead has to wear silks all, all vacation long. Um, uh, Bella has bruises because she has sex with Edward, a very strong immortal vampire who, again, is like 110 years old. And Edward is horrified by it. He's like, oh, my God, I did not mean to do this to you. And Bella's like, honestly, I expected it. And he gets really but mad about she that. she also doesn't remember. That's yeah. also weird. She was like, all I remember is that it was going really well and I don't hurt and I didn't hurt. She was kind of like, if anything, I wanted you to push me to my limits more. She was like, every time you, like, bared your strength on me, I wanted more. She is Fifty Shades of Graying hard here. I feel like we should have, in the book, just sort of said these things and moved on. Yeah. Edward is so upset, and Bella is so reiterating that she doesn't care, that it's just like, my dudes, Bella, if you wanted a top, you should have gone for Jacob, who's just an angry boy who would have been mean to you. Edward you- is, is a power bottom for sure. Oh, for sure. Well, I mean, to rewind momentarily to when he was biting pillows, she could have pegged him. Totally. Maybe, maybe yeah. that happens. Oh, yeah. A- Edward gives me big, um, yes, miss, anything to please you, miss, my mistress, mm-hmm. my queen energy. And Bella gives me big, I'm going to cry. I'm so horny. Please. I'm the she horniest does. princess she does on the cry. She's so horny at some point. It's hard to separate Kristen Stewart and Robin Pattinson from all this because Kristen is such a top and Robert is such a weird bottom. Yeah. That um, when, I'm, when I'm reading these scenes, I am thinking of those two. Yeah. And it's funny. Because they're hotter than the characters. For sure. Because again, <laughs> Bella has butt length hair. <laughs> and Edward is like Michelangelo's David. But uh, with an iron deficiency. <laughs> well, he's just as pale and hard as the actual statue. That is true. That is true. Oh, do you have the sound effects, Chris? I actually don't have um, my great Foley work, but I need. I, I wish I did because Maggie and I had a great question that we wanted to bring to your attention. Well, several. Let's let's get into the mechanics of this. The mechanics of vampire sex. Mm. Do you think he's hard all the time? Uh, in a in, in a way, yes. Sure, in a way, yes. Do you think he grows when he gets like? Does he quote become erect? hard? So controversial take. Um, just thought of it, so it may not even make sense with the lore. I think it's like an attachment. <laughs> 
So he just like swaps apart. He's like, oh, this is my flaccid rock penis. Yeah. Here's my erect rock wang. I think that is the only way it makes sense, right? Because if it grows, it's like two rocks rubbing. It's like a a tectonic plate. Yeah, it is the groaning of the earth. So this is like, so like uh, Bella puts on her nighty, Mm -hmm. her lingerie. Yeah. And like bends over to, you know, put on a movie for her husband. Mm-hmm. And he is in his, I assume, um, white boxer shorts with red hearts on them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's sitting there going, uh-oh, oh, my wife looks so good. Oh, oh, <laughs> it would make a sound. It would make a sound. A creaking of a skyscraper. It would make a sound. Um, I don't watch Avatar, but I'm assuming when uh, rock benders bend rock, it makes a sound. You think it's like that sound, Jake? Or, or do you think it cracks and flakes like hard clay in the sun? To cream, oh, to like- I think it's like when an old house like groans in the wind. <laughs> so like, <laughs> uh, and it's ice cold, but th- gracefully, I guess. Mm-hmm. Edward is keeping. It doesn't have air conditioning in this tropical. So it's hot villa. So it's like so hot, Bella's constantly sweating this whole Honestly, honeymoon. I bet the sex is good. Because she's like, thank God I have this icebox on and in me. Yeah. You know what? Hey, I like the idea that it's detachable because then Edward can get in on the action too. Regardless, after Edward takes the Twilight Oath to never have sex again, um, <laughs> Bella <laughs> continues to beg for sex. Constantly, she begging. wakes up. We read it at the beginning. She wakes up crying from a wet dream because she's so horny. She is like, honestly, she is a medieval hunting dog in heat. Yeah, <laughs> and they're like, somebody get that dog a mate. She's fully like, <laughs> but a- she never remembers it. I no. can never imagine being like just chill about something I could not remember. That's insane, Bella. She also like is like a Canterbury Tales age woman of the night. Like she's so horny, she's just like leaning out a window for her vampire to come fuck her. <laughs> she is Yes, used as a morality tale to caution young teens against horniness. And it's insane. And Edward's like, I don't want to do it again because it, it seems to really hurt you last time we did it. The conversations Edward talks about having had, I think we followed that sentence. With Carlisle and his brothers are <laughs> yes. so Mormon, the Mormonacity is intense. It's thick. It's, yeah, because they they told him that it's like drinking human blood, but better, right? That's yeah, what that's what the brothers were like, dude, it's sick. Well, they say it's second to drinking blood. And Carlisle is like, it's incredible. You become <gasps> one. It, just it am- is something to be done with. Supreme caution and love. It will change you. It it does it really read the- as homeschool Mormon dad tells his 13-year-old boy what it means to be married. Right. Or just like youth group leader who is talking about his wife. <laughs> yeah, but like also admonishing like all the 14-year-old boys in the room to like not look at porn. Yeah. It's like um also because it's vampires, I think we can't ignore the lore. That it brings to the table, which suggests that because vampires are so, quote unquote, emotional, that like when they have sex with someone, essentially, it seems like they imprint on them. 
Carlisle is like, you become one. It's inseparable because of how our emotions work. Yeah, it seems like once you're in it, it's like the strongest people ever feel. So it's like mon- like supreme monogamy, which is like imprinting. So right. basically now Edward is imprinted, but he said he already had. Right. Uh, it's uh, very crazy. I love the idea of Emmett being like, yo, bro, you should totally bang your new wife. It's super <laughs> cool. But- and meanwhile, Bella's main impression besides feathers and bruises that she doesn't remember, but her main like thing that she expresses is, yeah, it was kind of like when I did a lot of lunges once. <laughs> oh my gosh. The lunges thing, I think is so funny because she says, this hurt half as bad as the time I did 65 lunges with Renee holding 10 pounds. lunges holding 10 pounds. That, and that seemed to be the entire workout, right? There was yes. no <laughs> that was indication it. that she did anything else. So that means that to feel exactly what it's like to have sex with Edward Cullen, all you <laughs> need to do at home is 32 and a half lunges carrying te- five <laughs> pounds in each hand. You can, we can uh, do this at home. Hashtag Edward sex challenge. Yeah. Uh, the Edward sex challenge is to do 35 lunges, 32 and a half lunges, holding five pounds in each hand. And if you want to do it twice, just double it. Wait, why did you cut it in half? Because she said this is half as bad as when I did that. <laughs> so it's nothing. So she says, honestly, I just bruised easily. It does not hurt at all. <laughs> And Edward does not buy it, but she's like, honestly, I'm tired of men not believing me, a woman, about my own body. Um, we, I think, before we um, kind call of, it a day, kind we of have call to it talk about pregnancy. We have to talk about how Bella is pregnant. Big plot moment, also big mormacity, hashtag Mormon, of they have sex twice and now she's pregnant and they're already talking yes. about what to do with this new I want to say that in defense of this book, I think calling a tiny fetus a nudger is very cute. <laughs> Ew, I thought it was so I think it's so alien. I thought it was so cute. I like funny names for fetuses because they're fetuses and not babies, so you can't say my baby. You can say whatever you want. But it's weird to say my baby or my daughter. So instead, call it whatever. My cousin called her fetus fetus. She was like, well, fetus is coming soon. <laughs> I say nudge, the little nudge, the nudger, cute. I put it in the cute column, along with Edward's pouting, unfortunately. (laughs) Yeah, Bella wakes up and she already has like a little tiny pregnancy belly. And she's like, I can feel it kicking. It's insane. (laughs) It is honestly gross. What? What? There's like a little, it's like a hand. Like, oh, yeah, she, like, sees the hand come yeah. out. Which makes, it's like, that's how you know, Bella, honestly, when Edward says we have to take care of this, it's right. It's, it's right. a demon baby. That thing's disgusting. Yeah. Whatever's inside of you is ready to kill you. And it's vampire charming you from the inside. <laughs> that's why you don't want to get rid of yeah. it. Yeah, so she immediately, she's like, who do I call who's the most pro-life person I know? <laughs> <laughs> it's Rosalie. <laughs> yeah, she brings in Rosalie, the pro-life think tank. She brings in <laughs> Amy Coben Barrett, uh, uh, via Rosalie. And the Heritage Foundation to come in here and find options um, um, for what to do. So for those of you who don't know, um, Bella finds out she's pregnant because she's only five days late for her period and she's been throwing up. And then she realizes she already has a baby bump. It's insane, but it's true. 
And because it's a vampire pregnancy, it's moving extremely fast. So she actually is so pregnant that it's kicking and there's a bump after two weeks. Right. And after five days. After five days. Yeah. And after. This- yeah. So Edward rightly is like, okay, we have to get home because this is uncharted territory. Yeah, Edward freaks out. He r- <laughs> Unlike East of Rio, this is uncharted. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's rightfully like, oh shit, I've uh, put a, a demon baby inside you and it's going to eat its way out. That is exactly what's going to happen. What have I done to my wife? But Bella is fully like, it's no choice. It's, it's a inevitable. Baby. It's mine. Um, she had a really kind of sad moment where she said, wow, I feel like my love for, in the world doubled when I had Edward and this new future. And then Edward's like, we should consider maybe not having a demon baby. And she goes, well, I hate Edward that. now. Edward's my enemy. <laughs> it is nuts that she doesn't even try to talk to him. No. She just calls Rosalie to supersede it all. Yeah. Well, if I remember correctly, Edward is on the floor not talking for Oh, Edward freezes. <laughs> he learns he might be a dad and he goes, uh. He shuts down. And yeah. For the first time. To the time. point where Bella has to ask Carlisle if vampires can go into shock. Yeah, he like, I think, really thinks that at any moment Bella's gonna die. Just gonna Like explode. that the thing inside her is gonna start like biting and clawing at her at any time. Spoiler, it will. So he's like, we can't wait. We have to do something right now. Why doesn't he just turn her, though? Well, that's what they'll eventually do. If she turn, if he turns her now, she'll die. Or she'll, the baby will die. The fetus, the nudger will die. Because she'll be un... She can't change. Her body can't, quote unquote, change. There's like some weird lore about why vampires can't be pregnant, but a human can. But Edward's so special that he cannot kill. Bella. And like... Penises can grow and change, but apparently wombs can't. Yeah, men, or, are, men vampires are allowed to do whatever they want. Uh, but like some, for some reason, wombs can't grow. And since they can't grow and change, they can't have. Does Stephanie Meyer not know about erections? What is, is going on? Is this possible? It's, the, it's a very similar thing. Do you think? <laughs> also, if female vampires don't like secrete things. How are they having sex that isn't horrible? Uh, this is just it. The it's just rocks rubbing against each other. It's so anyway, what I'm saying is the lore is full of holes, but the reason that he can't change her now is that the baby would die because yeah. the womb could no longer grow. Um, It's wild. It's as wild as her not wanting to be turned into a vampire because she wants to keep having sex. And now oh, she can't. I was be- going to ask you this. Yeah. From what I understand, it's four books of her wanting to be a vampire, and then now she doesn't? Yeah, she has sex one time, and she's like, oh, let's stay human so I can keep fucking. She seems to either think that when she either thinks that becoming a vampire means she won't be able to have sex anymore, or I think maybe it also is like she thinks, I'm a human, and all I want now is to have sex with Edward, and when I turn, I'm going to like want blood and stuff, and I want to keep being horny as long as possible. Um, so much so that she's about to go back on her dream of being a vampire. I mean, I That's get how it. Good being that horny is, is fun. Sure. It's like when you have a few drinks and you're like, I want to kiss everyone in the room. Sure. But Bella is just feeling that. It's like, Bella, you time. can't ride that way forever. You have to <laughs> live a life that is. Also, isn't- like, all she's been is horny for four books. Yeah. Is she now Why just you- realizing this is what it is? It's called, she- it's because she's never masturbated. 
It's wild. It, these are wild chapters. It's <laughs> I know wait, Bella is Richard Splett in the last season. Yeah. Of the yeah. <laughs> I think I just wrote multiple times in the margins of these chapters. How did we get here? How did we get from I saw a girl across in biology class to we're now on my private island, we're married and she's pregnant? It's so fifty shades of gray. This yeah. has this is This is what inspired is totally this fifty is shades of gray. This is it. Does the guy carry her? Does uh, what's her name? Christina. Uh, she she fought Ellen. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dakota Johnson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, the character. Does he thing. carry her up like several stories? Kind of. He like well. is super super rich. He so he does similar things where he like flies her to Rio and takes a boat to a private island, and then they like break a bed. Except instead of being a white room and a blue room, it's a red room. But they call it the Red Room, just like Bella calls things the Blue Room in Iolesme. This is as much Fifty Shades talk as we're going to get on this podcast. People demand it. <laughs> and maybe someday we will. And we probably might. We watched all of them in one night once. We did. <laughs> Honestly, pretty good. <laughs> they are pretty ridiculous. They turn into like spy movies. I, at a certain point, there's like people walking around with briefcases, and they're like, they can't get the briefcase. And there's like <laughs> many car chases. And I was like, how do we get here? And like murderers. <laughs> what is up with those? It was movies? like 4 a.m. when we got the last one. I can't remember any of the plot except except that like she wants him, she doesn't want him. She wants him. There's a creepy guy at work. That's it. I love the idea that. You were so tired that you didn't realize that instead of the last Fifty Shades of Grey movie, you were watching Baby Driver. <laughs> Basically, I think by the I think by the end she's like co CEO or something, and then fade to black. Hashtag girl boss. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got distracted because that was really funny. Um, so we're when we come back for the next episode, it's Jacob's perspective. Yes, for like. Another 200 pages. We In just many ways, get the Jacob. Midnight moon. <laughs> it's like, <Yeah. laughs> it's like from now until after the birth, because Jacob imprints, it's that's it. When, so when this Jacob, is the last we hear about Bella's pregnancy? Well, no, because Jacob, like, uh oh. Uh oh. I got a text from the president. No, not of the knitting club yeah, that we're all yeah. a part of. <laughs> Um, so Jacob's perspective, he, because he's imprinted on the unborn fetus, um, or he, but he doesn't know it. Bella really wants to be around Jacob and Jacob really wants to be around Bella, but it's just the, I love her. how Maggie remembers these details. What can I say? And She's then, a true fan. <laughs> so it's like his perspective, but like that whole thing. That's all there is. Wild. Yeah. And then he goes to like try and kill the baby once it's born and imprints on her. And that's the end of his part, I'm guessing. Crazy. Because then Bella's awake again. I think Stephanie was like, I can't just like do I'm dying. I'm thinking about baby for 300 pages, which honestly, <laughs> thanks. But I wish it was. That- she said she couldn't do that, though. Yeah. That, the that only self-restraint we've ever was. seen her so. exhibit. We don't think that she'll be able to do Breaking Dawn from Edward's perspective, because I don't think that Stephanie has it in her to, like, enter the mentality of a man fucking someone. 
a woman. I think it's it's too gay for Stephanie yeah. mind. I think she'll faint. <laughs> <laughs> she'll get the vapors. She'll have a spell. Uh, okay, I'm about to have a spell. Um, by that I mean we should take a quick break. Take a break. B R E A K. Guys, it's time for our favorite segment. Jake, do you like this segment? I do. I would say if I wasn't already a five-star fan of this podcast, yeah. any reservations I would have had would have been bumped up to five stars. Wow. Wow. Amazing. Incredible. So I it, feel that way about um, this podcast as well. <laughs> <laughs> so it took near the end of our third season <laughs> to get to be Jake good. on board. Okay. Well. No, I said if I wasn't already five stars. Well, we know what that means. We do close readings here on this podcast. Yeah, we do deep analysis. <laughs> as, deep analysis. As refer- <laughs> I don't understand why people do this. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> okay. Uh, so this is a segment we like to call Here Comes the Sun. And in we read Midnight Sun, which is Twilight, but from <laughs> Edward's perspective. And this time we're... And we- and we sing the public domain version of Here Comes the Sun. Yeah. yeah. It's a couple. Here keys. comes the sprung. Do do boobie. What was that laugh? I just was tickled. <laughs> that was. That was. Insane. <laughs> okay. <laughs> This time uh, we're reading, we randomly, we searched Emmett because we wanted some Emmett content and we randomly picked this, which is from uh, the baseball game. Mike's bowl guy. <laughs> ready? I am ready. <clears throat> Was that you we heard, Edward? Esme asked. She made her voice louder than was necessary so Bella wouldn't be left out. It sounded like a bear choking. Emmett added. Bella smiled shyly. That was him. Emmett grinned at her, pleased with her gameness to play along. Bella was being unintentionally funny, I explained. Alice was rocketing towards us. I supposed it shouldn't worry me that she was being so herself. She could see better than I could. <clears throat> she could see better than I could guess what she could see better than I could <laughs> guess what would frighten Bella and what here we go. She could see better than I could guess what would frighten Bella and what would not. There should have been some commas in that (laughs) sentence. (laughs) I don't even know what's happening in the story. She skipped to a stop just an arm's length away. It's time. Alice intoned solemnly, working the oracle Wait, then Maggie should retake that line. (laughs) It's time. (laughs) Alice intoned solemnly, working the oracle vibe for Bella's benefit. Thunder shattered the stillness right on cue. I shook my head. Eerie, isn't it? Emmett murmured to Bella, winking when she looked surprised that he had just addressed her. She grinned at him, only a little hesitant. He glanced at me. I like her. Let's go! (laughs) (laughs) Alice urged, reaching for Emmett's hand. She knew exactly how long we could get away with playing unrestrained, and she didn't want to waste any time. Emmett was no less eager to get started. Together, they raced towards Carlisle. Can I have a moment with her? I'd like her to be comfortable with me. Esme entreated. I could see how much it meant to her, for Bella to see her as a person and a friend, not something to be feared. I nodded, then turned to Bella. 
Are you ready for some ball? <laughs> I grinned. <laughs> Easily inferring from Charlie's comments. That this evening was an anomaly for her. Wow, Edward, you're really smart. He easily inferred it from him saying, what? No, she doesn't like baseball. <laughs> well, I can't wait to read this book. Hopefully we can keep her entertained. Go team? I laughed at her put-on enthusiasm and then gave Esme her desired space, chasing after Emmett and Alice. Wow, I am also excited to read. This book. Every time we read a little bit of it, I'm just like, what? What? She, Why? <laughs> she writes Edward as such, honestly, a douche because he doesn't just say someone said something. He says intoned. She oh, with an oracle vibe. It's like Edward's not smart because you used a thesaurus. And it's like I think she's trying to write it like old, older, yeah, or like like old books were written. Or he's done a hundred years worth of crosswords. Yeah, but he just, she just like doesn't have the ability to write it like old. Because like also like the structure of the sentences is the same. The like logic of the like characters are the same between Edward and Bella in their narration. So it's also here's an idea, Steph. Doesn't making Edward's inner monologue like more mature or like older sounding make it worse? That he's a hundred years old. Uh, after this 18-year-old? Yeah, because like I, I thought the whole point of it was like he's basically 17. And now she's really leaning into, no, he's old. <laughs> no, also, he's crusty. I also think that's so weird because she's never really written like train of thought. Mm-hmm. Because Bella, like Twilight reads like diary <laughs> entries, not like rambling. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say pretty much I do think we're reading word for word Bella's thoughts. Yeah, but it's like, I think it's like diary. It's kind of reflected. Yeah, and so it's weird to be reading this, which is supposed to, I think, seem more train of thoughty, but everyone's thoughts are like coherent. Yeah. Like Esme doesn't doesn't think moment with her. I want a moment with her. This is, I would like to have a time. Like She's not thinking like thoughts. They're telegrams. She's thinking, can I have a moment with her? I'd like her to be comfortable with me. Yeah, I'm reading it as like, they know that they can talk to Edward, but it's, they don't. But they it's can, like they can't read minds, so right. they don't have that trained skill. So maybe they could like yeah. focus How are they their thoughts. Get the responses, yeah. And like sometimes he hears what they're thinking when they don't want him to, and it's still full sentences and whatever. whatever. Yeah. Anyway, we, we just anyways, have to accept it. She should have just written it third person if she wanted it to be a different book. I think. I yeah. think that would have. I think it would have benefited well. Um, <laughs> that's our thoughts on Midnight Sun. <laughs> I'm flipping back to my text to think of what mm. I can't stop thinking. Oh. Please do consult the text. Consult the text. Oh, so now we're going to talk about things that we can't stop thinking about from this chunk of Twilight. And let me tell you, <gasps> everything I can't stop thinking about, honestly, beat for beat, this is pure Twilight. If you're going to read anything, read this. This is what you think Twilight is. This was so good. Like, it's it's not in high school. You think of Twilight as high school, yes. But if you think of Twilight as a horny teen vampire romance novel read these chapters it's where they insane. like sparkle and wine yeah edward is so whiny in these and i love this it. is really good this is this is barrel aged twilight mm-hmm. um it's a lot of like we belong together my eternity but also like ah, kiss me you <laughs> yeah it is intense twilight okay um, i have chris. i have two okay uh chris oh oh whoa um, yes, Jake? Chris. Yeah, what's up? Chris. Oh, I, God. Chris. We've trained him. Yes. Good. Chris. Yeah. Chris. Yeah. 
I can't stop thinking about how their Isle Esme has cable. Uh, <laughs> that is so funny! <laughs> they do have satellite because cable. Edward learns to cook on Food Network, and later when he's like, Bella needs some time to rest, he puts on CNN. <laughs> But this also is a nail in the coffin. Edward's a lot older. He's not a 17-year-old. He's watching Food Network. He's watching CNN. CNN. Well, why he pays for cable? He's <laughs> like, I'm paying for it. I'm going to watch it. Dang it. It also suggests that the vampires always watch TV. They always watch CNN because they been, care. It's never been brought up before in the book. So they have it's TV. funny to picture the Carlisles watching CNN on election night. <laughs> the Carlisles. The Carlisles. The 70s sitcom. What would, okay, what shows do you think each of the Collins are following? This is great. Edward loves Anderson Cooper. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, you're, oh, we're going news. Okay. Well, they watch CNN. Well, Edward's a news head. Um, Rosalie yeah, loves well, HGTV. Oh, sure. Um, Alice, Alice does trading spaces so that she can already know if it's going to be a good episode or not. <laughs> she sees House Hunters come on. She goes, these people are going to be insufferable. Click. <laughs> um, as if we all can't tell in the first two seconds. <laughs> um, Emmett, ESPN, he loves watching humans try and throw. But he also likes, um, you know, Disney XD. Yeah. He likes cartoons. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, Rosalie watches True all Blood the shows where it's like fairy tales set in modern oh, America. Once upon, once a, time. upon a time. Yeah, <laughs> that's honestly the the, the good one. Carlisle, you wouldn't expect it, but he loved House and Lost. Oh yeah, except every time they watched House, Carlisle was like, "This is not ethical." <laughs> and I'm a vampire like he, who practices medicine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a vampire who's around blood all the time. Uh, and what about Esme? Esme watches HGTV. You already said that. I said Rosalie. And, and oh, Elias. um, when, I just it, know that Jasper watched Jasper watches Rachel Maddow. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you think that he watches Rachel Maddow and is trying to like will her to calm down? <laughs> yeah, through the TV. <laughs> um, he also does watch a lot of History Channel. He loves war mm. documentary. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. That must be hard for him, though. Yeah. Because he's like, I was there, and yeah, I did fight on the wrong side. <laughs> <gasps> Guys, do you think he's come so far. fought in subsequent wars, or did the Civil War just fuck him up, and he was like, all war is madness, there's no just war? I think he now thinks all war I is madness, there's it. no just war. So that dude sat out... That He's a draft I, we, dodger. He was a confederate, yeah. right? He was a, he was a confederate, but he thought Nazis, eh, someone else will deal with that. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. I was just wondering if that continuity oh, yeah. was ever Did Edward addressed. fight Nazis? It's un it's unclear. Did Alice? Alice. Okay. Any vampire who didn't fight Nazis is complicit. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that's how I feel about curing all diseases. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh. Something I can't stop thinking about is um, the newlyweds trash their bedroom, the master bedroom, and they like ruin it and they throw their pillow everywhere. There's feathers. There's nasty stuff. Um, so much feathers also that it cakes into Bella's hair. She can't get it all out. She has to like 
Get, like a pace, like she, Home Alone. And she has to, and she dreads the prospect of trying to get the. It's out. like when uh, Macaulay Culkin, Kevin McAllister, tricks the wet bandits into walking into that uh, saran wrap filled with honey, and then blows feathers at them with a fan. It's that. That's how bad it is for her. So you know, it's nasty in there. And instead of cleaning it up, they say. We'll wait for the cleaning crew to come in from mainland in about three days to clean up the bedroom. Let's and just sleep in the, to other, the room. other room. The blue room. I think it's so rude and so trashy, rich for Edward to say, I'll have the cleaning crew get rid of it, even though I'm an immortal vampire who doesn't need to sleep and I can move at 300 miles an hour. Rude. I can't uh, stop. And I carried you here in one arm. Yeah. I can't stop thinking about that. Chris. Yeah. Chris. Yes, man. Chris. Yeah. Jake. Hit me. What? I, Chris. Jake, I cannot stop thinking about that when uh, the ocean is so warm that Bella describes it as being like bath water when she gets into it at night. Pretty gross. And they're naked. That is gross. There are so many little things living in that water. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be skinny dipping in any ocean. Tepid water? Oh, you're going to feel a fish on your leg and be and like, there are so many microbes. <laughs> Maggie's really good. Well, and Edward goes out of his way to describe the beach as, quote, uh, the kind of beach Bella would approve of. <laughs> what does that yeah, mean? What, and what other beach? Like, what has Bella been like? That's a bad beach. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this beach, the sand's a little too rocky for me. Bad beach. Hey, hey okay. Bella, she goes. <laughs> Bring out, hey, bring Bella to your beach. She'll rate it. 10 out of 10. Or zero out of 10. Bella. Bad beach. Beach I like. She works for TripAdvisor now. Um, <laughs> Bella's beach rating under each resort. But she won't go to anywhere that's sunny, so it's hard. It's mostly, yeah, it's mostly the Pacific Northwest still. And, and New England. <laughs> it's Cape Cod and Maine. <laughs> I feel like I had one more. Oh, I have one more. Okay, go. If we're... Go, go. Okay, Maggie. Yes. Maggie. Yes. Maggie. Yes. I can't stop thinking about how many eggs Bella eats. Oh, no! Yeah. Egg, egg, egg. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, I'm just going to, there's no other way to do it than by starting with the Edward quote, which is <laughs> he, <laughs> he asks her if, like, what like when she started eating her eggs sunny side up she's like i've eaten them since now and he goes do you know how many eggs you've gone through in the last week and he pulled the trash bin out from under the sink it was full of empty blue cartons full of yeah full (laughs) of cartons Uh, is edward going out while she's asleep to get more eggs every day all the way back to brazil oh yeah where are the eggs coming from yeah, they took him like three hours by the fastest speedboat Bella's ever seen. Also, why does Edward but, not? Did, does Edward just run on the water really fast? Guys, let's say <laughs> it's a really small trash can. Maybe it's three cartons. That is the most generous interpretation. It was like a bathroom trash can. Is that she ate at least 36 eggs in less than a week? <laughs> I live with Chris and he eats like four eggs a day. And we don't go through that many eggs. No, maybe it's because no. uh, Edward only knows how to make eggs. So she's like, um, you can make me more eggs. But there's more in the fridge, as we know. Oh. Okay, in your in how many cartons of eggs could your trash can fit? 
oh, we have a tall kitchen trash can, so it could fit like, like pff, at least twelve or fifteen cartons of eggs. Probably. Okay, so fifteen cartons of <laughs> eggs times twelve is one eighty. Um, Bella, Edward, can you, Edward, Edward, Jake, one hundred and eighty <laughs> eggs. Can you tell me how many calories that many eggs are? <laughs> Yeah, hold on, I'll look it up. Okay, he's Googling here. I just want to see, because uh, Bella keeps talking about how Edward is making her do, like, extreme exercise. Like, she's snorkeling and rock climbing and doing all this stuff all day. So she's like, I'm exhausted by dinner. a little and clumsy. Yeah. It's a lot okay. for her. Yeah. It does appear that there are 78 calories per egg, which brings Bella's total, presuming she ate a medium trash can's worth <laughs> in this mansion. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 14,000 calories. <laughs> <laughs> and eggs alone! Um, but also, Edward is making omelets. Which she probably should be eating 14,000 calories for the entire week, which means she's only eating eggs. But yeah, as Maggie said, Edward's making bacon and cheese omelets. So they are thick. And Fact. also, like, that's like four eggs per. That's how she's going through all the eggs. <laughs> She's only eating. It's because he's using those Food Network recipes. Yeah. Butter. So, so there's butter. <laughs> wow. Bella, honestly, I I hate to say it. Maybe you're not pregnant and you just got a little bit of a pouch <laughs> from all these eggs. The nudge is a chicken. You swallowed a whole just... baby chicken and it's nudging you. It's pecking its way out. I <laughs> That is the funniest thing. <laughs> uh, oh, speaking of chicken, in my last, here's my last thing. Bella, <laughs> I think the chicken theory could be true. Because Bella, um, Edward goes to the mainland to hunt. And yeah. She wakes up in the middle of the night and goes, God, I'm hungry. So she goes, and I kind of just want to read it. Okay. Um, well, at one point, she. She scrounges. She ended up in the kitchen and decided that maybe comfort food is what I needed. I poked around in the fridge until I found all the ingredients for fried chicken. How how stocked is their fridge? Because Edward doesn't eat and Bella's just eating eggs. They have enough. I mean, they have they have chicken, they have flour, they have salt, eggs. they have panko breadcrumbs. <laughs> um, the popping and sizzling of the chicken in the pan was a nice homey sound. I felt less nervous while it filled the silence. <laughs> Dark, honestly. <laughs> this is what honestly shocked me. It smelled so good that I started eating it right out of the pan, <laughs> burning my tongue in the process. By the fifth or sixth bite, though, it had cooled enough for me to taste it. She's pulling, she's dipping her little fingies into boiling oil. Hot her oil. bruised fingers. She's like a pulling nasty, a piece? A strip of chicken. Uh, out and just eating it. Dripping with hot oil. <laughs> Stephanie Meyer has never cooked. No, Stephanie Meyer's never cooked. <gasps> she doesn't know what I forks really want look you guys like. to make the Twilight Saga cookbook. And it can be like wet broiled steak. <laughs> <laughs> um uh ch- uh out of the pan. The spaghetti. <laughs> the spaghetti that burnt to the pan. And now uh you can't oh, serve and, uh, it because it's too hot. Too good to not eat <laughs> fried chicken. <laughs> Finger licking <laughs> good. Dish at, uh, at, the Ristorante Bella. Uh, be- La Bella uh, Italian. La Bella Italian's mushroom ravioli. World famous. <laughs> yeah. um, also, I imagine her tongue looks like 
a chicken tender. <laughs> a fried chicken tender. She bites into this thing. Her tongue blisters and boils. And she's like, wow, this tastes really good after the fifth bite. Yum, yum. Okay, I've got one. Chris. Okay. Jake. This is the longest episode we've ever done. Chris, I cannot stop thinking about when Edward is pouting after they have sex. And he, let me quote the book. Yeah. He threw his arm over his face and became perfectly still. This is after he said, I'm so, I'm more sorry than I can tell you. And then he throws his arm over his face and becomes a Statue. He says, maybe if I don't move, it'll he all goes, be better. Uh, uh. He dabs. He dabs. Yeah. He dabs. He dabs and then freezes for who knows how long. He can stay perfectly still for eternity. He's made of marble. Like the saddest just, seventh uh, grader. I loved it. Because uh, that's how I feel sometimes. Yeah, man. Is you just dab and leave it there? I just uh, go, If I could read these three <laughs> chapters over and over. It would drive me insane. I'm telling you, reading these three in isolation really was like reading a Victorian era novella. It was <laughs> so honestly, everyone at home, I say never read this book, but I think you might want to read these three chapters. It's 70 pages and it's pretty fun. Because like you remember it from when you read it before, but it's so much weirder. It's so odd. We couldn't even, we barely scratched the surface here. Uh, this, I would love to hear how the rest of the season plays out under the assumption that Bella has a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do chicken watch. Uh, yes, please keep track of any more signs pointing to it being a chicken. This is a great reading of this of this uh, book. Um, <sighs> well, that's that's Breaking Dawn, baby. That is... Hey, you know what they book say? One. You gotta bring a few dawns to make it all <laughs> <laughs> That was good. Yeah, the election special. <laughs> this one is. And if you are still in line after you starting this episode, we are so sorry. Honestly, but take we, that up with your state election board. It's pr- honestly good that this is the longest episode we've ever done uh, on this on this day of days. Yes. Mm. So you're welcome, Jake. Do you want to um, tell anyone anything? Oh, I would say, I think I speak for the three of us when I say it'd be good to vote for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Oh, yeah. This pot I'll go as far as to say it, it would be great. Also, it oh, necessity, yeah, yeah. We've, too. We've moved to great on the endorsement meter. Yeah, we're, um, Joe reached out to us personally and said, hey, we really need more podcast endorsements. Uh, it's, mm. So that's why we're here. Yes, yeah, so that's if we could just, like, throw away it around a little bit. And based on the demo that I know who listened to this podcast, you're mostly you're all you all can vote. Yeah. Mm. And most and of listen, you are Americans. Edward is a voter. That's what we say around here. Mm. Okay, Edward better be registered to vote. Actually, How? well, that's because he is years stuck old. At 17. Yay. So Edward has not had a say in American democracy this whole time. He's 17. Uh, well, he can still, you know, campaign. He can still volunteer. That's true. He can get people he know who can vote to vote. Yeah, but he'll only always be an intern on the campaign. <laughs> at, <laughs> at best. He jumps from internship to internship. <laughs> um, You know, someone, we were watching something and they said that if you uh, have any problems at the polls, obviously you want to stay in line no matter what. Stay in line. If it's taking a long time, stay in line. 
Yeah, so stay in line because if you are in line, even at, at the time the polls close, you still get to vote. If you see anything fishy uh, going on, call the Nonpartisan Voter Protection Hotline at 866-R-VOTE. Um, and if you're in a crazy long line, just go to like Google Pizza to the polls and you can get free pizza delivered to the polling place where you are. I also, it. if it's raining, I know in New York, that's huge. Um, so rain? bring an umbrella. Rain. <laughs> rain? You know, we've actually... Rain is on the tour now, so we've gotten it in other parts. I mean, like, no, 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 New York has the best rain. We got good rain here. I meant it's impactful. What I was going to say, I realized that, like, the standing in line is the part, but I was going to say, if it's raining and you don't want to walk to the polls, pretty much all ride shares are doing super discounted if you're going to the polls. So do that. And also um, bring an umbrella, bring a book, bring a friend, bring a chair, bring this podcast. The entire time you're in line, think about how honestly rip your pants down and show everyone your butthole embarrassing it would be to step out of the voting line and not scream, my baby's dying. I have to go. <laughs> everyone around you will go, boo. What? I will, I, I've already voted. That being I said, don't do. boo people in the voting line because you <laughs> will get called at one eight six six hour vote. And I'll say, I'm a ghost. I'm the ghost of John F. Kennedy. I'm going to put a, a ghost on the moon. I'm not pro-voter ID laws, but if John F. Kennedy's <laughs> ghost is trying to vote, I might say, sir, are you registered? And I'll say, yeah, that's my name, just my name's John. Just call that a Chicago election. <laughs> uh, well, this has been honestly, um, it feels like I've stayed up all night at a slumber party this episode. It does sort of feel like that. Yep, it's late. We have each guessed what sex is, and we've <laughs> laughed about it. We all have an idea, but a wrong idea about what it means to be intimate with a partner. <laughs> 32 and a half lunges. <laughs> uh, okay, everyone, stream 27 Bridges, and um, you know, tell someone you love them today. Um, follow us on Instagram at Edward is Vampire Pod. You can email us. Edward is a vampire pod at gmail.com. Leave us a five star iTunes review and say the longest episode ever. Just say the fifth star is for the here comes the sun segment. Yeah. Yeah. Look, we've already written it for you. Easy. Say some angry twink sent me. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Thanks, Jay. I hate you so much. <laughs> wow. <laughs> He struggled with me as gently as he could in his surprise, holding me away, grasping my shoulders. No, Bella. He had sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like a dog. Can you do it again? No, Bella. <laughs>